It's WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Upfront program for today. And um, I'm Roger. And uh, Chris is over here, Chris Boulay. How are you doing, Chris? Good morning, Roger. Good morning, listeners. It's great to be here. I'm going to ask you a favor, Chris. Um, tomorrow, I have Nellie Gorbier as a guest on the program. And uh, this is the third time that we have booked her. So could you, um, could you stand by uh, in the other room tomorrow morning just in case he does, she doesn't show up and uh, take over uh, just in case... Oh, better yet, um, I could text her and remind her and it's 5 o'clock in the morning when I'm up and make sure she shows up. All right. Well, she said she promised. Yeah, personally or yeah, did her people? Per personally. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. All right. So she'll be here tomorrow. Hey, welcome today to the program. And uh, we have a lot of topics uh, to, uh, to discuss. And there have been so many developments between uh, the last time you were here and today, I'm going to let you lead with the topic this morning that you think our listeners uh, might want to have a, a little bit of, uh, shall we say, deeper understanding and deeper um, material. Well, there's, there's so many topics, and as regular listeners know, I want to touch upon the economy and finance and talk about the bigger issues of the day, try to summarize them, and we'll go deeper if the callers want to go in. But interest rates affect everyone, whether you're a borrower or a lender, and historically, interest rates have been extremely low. So we talked about the stock market and how well it's done in something called TINA. There is no alternative. So if you can get a 2 or 3% return on a dividend for the S&P 500 for us getting almost 0% in the bank, that really helped the, the drive the stock market quite a bit. And lower interest rates really help the economy. So as everyone knows, you don't need to be listening to this show, interest rates, excuse me, the inflation rate has really has reached uh, you know, 40-year highs. And I know some of our callers disagree, but how do you cool off an economy? Uh, you raise interest rates. And we saw what happened in Turkey. They lowered interest rates and hyperinflation continued. So yesterday, the Federal Reserve Open Market Committee raised the interest rates by 75 basis points, or three-quarters of a point, which is the largest they've done in, in years. And they gave a message that they're going to fight inflation, although they've been behind the curve. So raise, raising interest rates is a lot like cod liver oil. You know, it tastes bad going down. Does it really help you? So historically... Interest rates will rattle the economy as the interest rates go up. It has a cooling of the economy. And then now the Federal Reserve is left with the task of playing from behind and they don't want to overshoot. So they raised 75 basis points. Initially, when the announcement happened yesterday around 2 o'clock, the, the market rebounded. It went up about 300 points and change. So saying they recognize that the economy needs to be cooled off and they applauded at least initially, the Federal Reserve's decision and what they did. And then we've talked about Jerome Powell. He continues the tradition of being extremely open where they announce what they're going to do. And then he takes questions and answers from the financial press for, for you know, an hour or so answering all their questions. And he said that they'd be willing to raise interest rates another three quarters of a point the next time they meet. Well, now... You know, stock market is very volatile. Right now, the S&P 500 futures are actually planning on or scheduled to give away all of the gains from yesterday. So we'll talk a little bit about uh, a chart. If I may, I think regular listeners know how proud I am working for UBS. And we had gotten some research the other night about interest rates. And I wanted to be a little bit more... Uh, definitive, so I responded uh, to the research person who got put something on my desk the next morning through email. And historically... And the past performance is no guarantee of future performance. But the last 11 to 12 times when interest rates have been rising, the S&P 500 has been up an average of 17% uh, six months after. So right now it's going to rattle. But historically, rising interest rates mean that the economy is doing well. And now the $64 trillion question is, will the Fed overcook? And it's very difficult to do to get it just this right. But interest rates affect everyone. So if you're going to be buying a house or buying a car 
or, or have credit cards, um, those interest rates are going up. Conversely, I've seen some reasonable CDs come across my desk where they're actually not insulting. They're actually, you know, could be competitive for people who don't want to put money in the market. So those are the, that's the news of the day uh, financially. And like I said, I'll stop there unless we receive any calls about that. Okay. So um, I guess a good question for Bob Martin tomorrow will be, um, has the uh, housing market um, slowed down? Well, if it hasn't, this could slow it down, right? Uh, because the higher interest rates uh, mean uh, that uh, where you could get a mortgage, um, you know, four or five months ago um, at a certain interest rate for 1700 bucks, it's now $2,400 um, because of the higher interest rates. And that might put some people out of the market. No question about it. Um, what's really driven the housing market, obviously, there's a shortage, and Bob can, can address that. But low interest rates mean you can get more house for your money. So, you, I mean, I don't think I can say it any better than you just said it, is that you're going to have to pay more per month if, versus interest rates being 25 versus being 6 or 7%, and therefore fewer and fewer people can afford certain houses, and it's going to probably slow it down. And I think that would be a great question for Bob tomorrow. All right, and we will uh, get to um, other topics, uh, but uh, we are a talk show, and, you know, we encourage phone calls, so when we get them, uh, we we answer them, <laughs> so that uh, people will say, well, if you're a talk show and you're not answering your phones, then uh, why call, right? So, I'm just turning up the volume on this call, and I'm going to let uh, this person make their statement, pose a question, or maybe both, I don't know, hello there. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. Chris, um, if Nellie doesn't show up tomorrow morning, <laughs> I would like to see you run for governor. <laughs> what do you think? You, you know, if I was a little uh, thicker skinned and um, I was a little bit more politically oriented, um, certainly I would like to deal with some of the decisions that our governors have made in real time and try not to be a second guesser but certainly I, I like to think I could do a better job than Nelly or, or, or Dan Hey, you'd serve your country greatly by doing that uh, Chris um, this war that's going on in uh, if you want to call it a war uh, in uh, Ukraine. Ukraine I see it as a war between Washington and Russia and I think it's going to go on for a long time. Uh, I'm going to make a couple of statements here, because maybe you could comment on them. I'll hang up and you can comment on them. Uh, discretionary spending by consumers, I think, is being gobbled up by the, uh, the Americans' love affair with their cars. And I think that people, uh, even if it goes to $10 a gallon, uh, they're not going to give up their cars and their freedom. So I think we've got uh, uh, some economic uh, issues that we have to deal with. Um, wages. Uh, most people received anywhere between 5 and 10% raise last year in the last 12 months. The uh, hike in the cost of living is roughly around 30% in the last 12 months. I think it's even more. I think that's a very conservative figure myself for the average person. Uh, in that case, they've lost 20% of their uh, wages in the last year. Um, that's also going to be uh, contribute to the uh, lack of uh, consumer spending. Um, I think that the, uh, the Fed uh, was way short on their 75%. Point, uh, 75 points. I think it should have been 225 points, Chris. And I think that might have uh, put a good dent in the uh, problem. <laughs> yeah. So I think he's uh, very conservative in his uh, 75%. All right. Yeah, I, I guess. Could you comment on those? I'll hang up. Thank you, sir. Uh, absolutely. Unless you want to ask me something. No, 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 uh, no. You, you laid it out perfectly. Thank you so much. We good always day, appreciate dear. the calls. All right. So he commented on a few things. Your comments. Well, working backwards, um, 75 basis points was a lot. The, there were some 
economists who are looking for one percent or asking for one percent, two and a quarter might be the right answer long term. Short term, I think it would shock the markets. Um, there would there would be you know. One of the comments I made uh, earlier, and I stand by them, is that it wasn't that hard to run a bond fund because the Federal Reserve was so open about where they were going with interest rates. If they had raised, uh, you know, two, you know, two twenty-five, two fifty, that would have shocked the markets. A lot of people would have been had short-term debt that would have turned a lot more expensive, and and I think. Um, that that would be way, way too much. The only way they could even talk about that if, if they kind of indicated that that's the direction they were going to go in. Um, so I, I wouldn't have recommended that if I was a part of the committee or if I was the chairman at, at all. Regarding inflation, yeah, it's, it's really, really tough. Um, you know, I think about my truck and I think it was $50, $60 it took to fill up uh, or less than that maybe two years ago. Now it's one and a quarter. And you can't do everything. So no matter what your budget is, unless you're a, a billionaire, um, you, you, the money's got to go somewhere. So certainly the, the one thing that this administration's got to do is just focus on energy. Energy is just driving everything in terms of, we talked about this last week, you know, you're looking at diesel, seven, eight dollars a gallon. Well, UPS is delivering stuff, FedEx is delivering stuff, people are on airplanes, you know, putting money in in their in their uh, gas tank that has to has to be addressed so i know it's not going to continue but there are some people smarter than me thinks inflation is going to last for years i think it'll probably last until the republicans take over in november and they force the president to do the right policies to reverse some of this now there is something i wanted to ask you about before we take our first break here so let's just uh say that all the predictions that have been predicted come true and the uh, Senate is taken over by the Republicans and the House is taken over by the Republicans and the only only thing left uh, for a Democrat is uh, the President of the United States. Can those two bodies reverse quickly uh, what is going on or just the fact that they're in power, does that affect the market and the market? that you work in and the marketplace that we all live in that quickly that we could actually see things go the other way in a couple of months. The um, the conventional wisdom is gridlock is great for the economy uh, because nothing gets done and therefore people have predictability about the policies. Uh, If you listen to Obama, he said he wanted to transform the United States in, in a much more radical way, but he was prevented to do so by a Republican Congress. And then you go back to 1994 uh, contract with America when um, the Democrats got crushed in 94. The President of the United States, Bill Clinton, said we, that the era of big government is over. And it, I, it made him a better president. I don't think that Joe Biden is politically smart like Bill Clinton, so it'll really depend how much pain people are willing to absorb. I'm shocked that the pollsters can find 28% of Americans who approve of Biden's performance. It's it's horrible. So now the question is, the Democrats are pulling away from him, and they, they're looking for somebody else to run, and they're trying. I don't think there's going to be a lot of uh, people running uh, for Congress who want their picture uh, and want an endorsement from Joe Biden. So I think there's some very, very fundamental things, even if they're only symbolic, starting the Keystone Pipeline again, allowing drilling on federal land. There's just a lot of things that can happen, and it takes a lot of gall by Biden to blame the um, oil companies for excess profits when, in fact, he's doing everything to reduce the supply of energy. So I, I think, yes, I, I, I'm very hopeful. I'm always hopeful about America. I'm hopeful that the Republicans are going to take the House and the Senate. There's like a 98 percent chance they're going to take the House. I think there's a 75 percent chance or greater they're going to take the Senate and then kind of push back on these things. Um, and I don't think you'll see you know, stuff like January 6th and the primetime Hollywood produced uh, extravaganza I don't, it, when the Republicans take over the, the House and the Senate. 
It is the Upfront program. We have callers waiting, and uh, we have a few messages. I want to remind you about Walt's Clothing. If you're working in the garden or around the house, or you're a working man or woman uh, out on the workforce, the place to go is Walt's Clothing for everything you need from um, flame-resistant clothing to uh, shoelaces to safety vests to overshoes to rubber overshoes, pants, and jeans, and caps, and bandanas, and gloves, and hats, and oh, coveralls, overalls, you you name it. If it's with a working person, we have it at Walt's Clothing. And you'll find us at 837 Cumberland Hill Road here in Woonsocket. Karen and her staff would be more than happy to uh, find whatever you need in the right size. And uh, you can check the latest arrivals of what comes into Walt's Clothing on Facebook, too. And again, it's uh, 837 Cumberland Hill Road, Woonsocket. Scott McGee from the Stearns McGee team is ready. Whether you're buying or selling a home or just curious about the local market conditions, Scott would love to offer his services to you. He knows the local community, both as an agent and a neighbor, and can help you guide through the nuances of the current real estate market. So let Scott work hard for you. Your real estate experience will be memorable and enjoyable. You can reach him directly at 401-639-2906. All right. Thank you, Scott McGee. And uh, I want to tell you about the burgers. Uh, My wife and I went into uh, Grumpy's uh, the other night, and that's what we had on her mind and my mind. Burgers, and that's what we ordered. Uh, And also, we love the French fries that come with it. Uh, I never thought I'd be promoting French fries. But did you know, I bet you Chris knows this, too, not all French fries are the same. At least you can agree with that, right? I certainly can agree with that. (laughs) Okay. And Grumpy's, we think, uh, offers a a great, uh, uh, well, they hand cut them right there. You know, they don't buy them uh, frozen, things like that. Uh, So um, my wife had the Chipotle burger, I think is how you pronounce it, with the cheddar cheese and the bacon and the sauce. And I built my own burger, which is um, sautéed onions, sautéed peppers, uh, and then uh, some uh, jalapenos on there, along with uh, some Swiss cheese. And there was something else, uh, too, that I, uh, so the peppers, the onion. And anyway, uh, a great burger. And I called it the Roger Burger. Uh, there are a whole bunch of Grumpy's burgers, Kansas City Burger, Philly Cheese Steak Burger, uh, the Buffalo Burger. And the uh, very tasty, and this is one that we have once in a while, the Bayou Burger. And uh, that brings you right down to uh, New Orleans. And uh, they got a great tiger sauce along with cheddar cheese and jalapenos. Burgers? Yeah, you'll find them at Grumpy's of uh, South Bellingham. And also, you'll find, um, you'll find a great luncheon menu starting at $5.99 at Grumpy's. Okay, I think we can get back to the program here on WNRI. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. All right, the panel is Roger and Chris on this uh, Thursday. No, it's nice to have Chris Boulay in our studios. Uh, we have some callers waiting. And uh, so topic number two from you, Chris. Oh, quickly, uh, before I get to my topic, I want to have a shout-out to Jay, who's probably at his desk right now in Lincoln, uh, longtime friend. And I found out yesterday he's a regular listener on Thursday, so a shout-out to, uh, to Jay. Uh, talking about electric cars, which is a subject that, uh, gets a lot of attention, and uh, you know these people who run these uh, the big three are, are not there because they're dummies. They recently sent a letter to leaders of Congress to look to have the um, the tax credit increased on electric vehicles. So if the um, administration really wants to do something, and, and you can argue with how much electric vehicles really help the economy. Certainly, it's not as much as people think, but this administration uh, thinks very highly of them. So people may know that there's a phase-out incentive. So once a automaker makes or sells 200,000 units per year, the $7,500 tax credit per vehicle goes away. So obviously, Tesla uses that up in a couple of months. Ford and and GM are, are, are... you know, quickly approaching that. So what they want to do is they ask Congress to extend that. So it'd be, you know, virtually unlimited vehicles. And this is something that I'm watching with great interest because if the Biden administration doesn't support it, it doesn't make any sense. 
that they're not going to support it. They, they want electric cars. They're making gasoline to be incredibly expensive. We've got situations out in California where they're preparing the pumps for $10 gas. You know, that, that, that's insane. So I think they've got to win. And the other thing that, that's happening, too, that people may be aware of is the Biden administration, the Democrats continue to try to pick winners and losers. They were trying to create a situation where these $7,500 credits only apply to employers who have unionized employees. Tesla right now doesn't have a union, and uh, but they are the number one manufacturer of electric cars in the world. So I'm, I'm watching this with, with great interest, and, and I think all of the cards are in the hands of the automakers now chris can you multitask i mean is this yeah. something you do good all right so while we uh, talk to some listeners on the phone mm-hmm. i'm going to uh, let you uh, look at some of the emails that uh, came in and then you can uh, comment uh, on them and uh, see if uh, you um have a favorable or unfavorable viewpoint yeah. of uh, the emails so we'll press a few buttons and Get a few thoughts in here. Hi, welcome to the Upfront program. Good morning. I'm going to be quick, and I'm going to prove that women can speak better than men. Prove it. There there were three issues tying me TikTok. I compared uh, the killing of fossil fuels by Biden to a situation that I... I used to be in. I ran a gift shop for years. If the government came out and said, number one, we're not going to give licenses for any more gift shops, and we're going to tax you people really highly. Well, first of all, if I didn't own a gift shop, I would not want to get one. And secondly, if I did own one, I'd be trying to get out of it fast. So Biden can do all the spinning he wants, but that's what they—that's what he did on day one, killing fossil fuel. I expect Bill O'Reilly to write a, a book about it. Secondly, um, I can't even read. I had made notes. Here's what I think about the mail-in ballots. The, any state that has mail-in ballots where there are no witnesses, blah, 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 and there are not. You listened to Senator De La Cruz yesterday. She was excellent. Um, then both states are never going to have good elections again. Couple that with the 14 states who overcounted their population. Every one of them a Democrat state. That kind of tells you what is going on. And unfortunately, it was so long holding on. Oh, this thing, <laughs> what's going on in this country is deliberate. I mean, I don't know how many times I have to say that a wolf in sheep's clothing lays out the plan. And if you watch that movie and you take notes, you see that this has been deliberate. So that's all I'm going to say right now because it's not my show. Goodbye. Thank you. Off to our next phone call on WNRI. Hello there. Your viewpoints. Are you there? Hi. Hi. I thought that lady was still talking. What happened? She stopped talking, and now you're talking. Okay, here's here's my deal, all right? First of all, we are going into privatizing space. Second of all, states like Utah are adapting modular nuclear power plants. I'm bullish on America. I think we're going to do fine, okay? Um, when it comes to electric cars, we have to push for them. And the bottom line is if they were that great, we wouldn't have to take and raise the price of gas and subsidize them. They would be taking over the market by themselves. Good point. Thirdly, thirdly, I can't believe the Republican I want, the Republicans I want are going to take over this office and not get rid of Biden the first day. Now, here's the thing. These people who are protesting at the judges' houses are doing so illegally. Now, Biden can say what he wants about the board. He can go in and say, I tried, I tried. Stop screaming, they, please. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have to watch that. I lost my voice the other day when I was on the radio. Yes, of Anyhow, All right, go ahead. He, he, here's the deal. He, when it comes to those people, what they were doing is illegal, and Biden refused to enforce the law. He... Is derelict of duty. We have every reason in the world, as soon as we take over the Congress, to put the next president we want as Speaker of the House and impeach Biden and Harris, Carmel Harris, both. 
We have every reason there are, uh, I mean, where he is actually committed dereliction of duty. We have every reason. Heck, we got enough of him to have him shot. Never mind impeach him. So don't tell me that we're going to have to stick with Biden. As far as no, we, we, don't, we, we don't, we don't, we don't want to come on threatening the president of the United States. We, yeah. we, 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 we can't do That's that. No we, we, we understand. Let's take, let, I'm, I'm just saying we have enough on him. He's really committed some stuff that virtually treason. Okay. Yeah, we can vote him out of office. That's a good way to get rid of him. Yeah. Appreciate your viewpoints. Thank you. All right, so we had two callers there, uh, Mr. Uh, Christopher Boulay. Any comment on either one of the uh, callers uh, and their content, and then we'll get to the emails. Well, he, he, he makes uh, a, an excellent point about electric. Um, you know, if, in fact, they're that great that they'll sell themselves. Um, so that's a very, very good point. But let's not lose, you know, we're focusing on Tesla, and they're, they tend to be high-end. But General Motors, you know, what's good for America is good for General Motors and vice versa, as has been said in the 50s. They're making electric cars around twenty five dollars to $30,000. So they are the ones who probably can mass-produce those, and it's nobody's job, you know, to make them cheap. They, they want to make profit. So he makes a, a, a good point there. Uh, as, as far as uh, Miss S., yeah, I mean, there, there's certainly, going back to Saul Alinsky, there's always been an issue, and it makes you concerned when, um, um, you know, Hillary Clinton and her husband followed Saul Alinsky in, in the 70s. So... We we feel, I think most of the calls, you and I certainly feel we love America and we're concerned about things that are affecting America and maybe society in general. You know, you, you got people not recognizing there's only two genders and there are thing, basic things like that are, that threaten the fabric of America and, and we're pushing back and the question always becomes, are we pushing back enough? And I think the last comment, uh, last call I made I think we're pushing back a little too much there. I'm always concerned about doing things in the heat of the moment. So if we, in fact, impeach what he is implying, impeaching the president and then putting the Speaker of the House being Donald Trump and then moving him in there, where does that end when the Democrats take over? Uh, Harry Reid made a terrible mistake by getting rid of the filibuster on judges, and then um, it's kind of been doubled down. So... I, I miss the days of Tip O'Neill and Ronald Reagan fighting publicly and then going having a cocktail and playing cards and banging out a deal, which is good for America. Uh, we, we've kind of surpassed that a little bit. But if we do what the call is suggesting, what's going to happen next? Uh, I, I, I don't want to go down that path. Let's make sure we have free and fair elections, which we can talk about tomorrow if Nelly uh, uh, and, and does show up. And uh, we'll <laughs> go from there. <laughs> All right, let's uh, look at a few of the emails that we have yeah. here. There's, there's one, uh, Oil Profits, uh, Joe from Woonsocket. Thank you, Joe. Uh, can you please share the facts every morning? I'm going to try this. Uh, Shell's profits went from $3.2 billion to $9.1 billion last year. British Petroleum went from 6.2 to highest profit ever, doubling the 2.6 profit the same period. ExxonMobil, Chevron, so on and so forth. So, yes, what they're doing is these companies are actually creating, um, you know, they're, they're getting a commodity out of the ground. So if we act like the president, and I just said, I'm highlighting my comment about thinking through these things and not acting on the moment, uh, these oil companies also were there when it was very unprofitable to, to get oil out of the ground. Mm -hmm. So we've created the environment through bad policies, just like the banks. The, the banks are making billions of dollars on ATM fees. If Do we want to take them away and then you know take away their capitalization? We have industries that are going to have ebbs and flows. And to me, the oil company is, is, is the perfect one. They're making profits now. Um, many times they'll put that money aside and, um, you know, in, invest it for the future. And the, the other thing, too, is, is just kind of to, to do a 180 here. We're not helpless. If you're really upset about the price of oil, you know, think about buying a portfolio of oil companies that are, that are going up in value. And they're paying a great dividend. I'm not recommending them. I'm just bringing it to your attention. If you hate these companies making profits, then why don't you profit on their money and offset some of the cost of, of oil and gasoline that you're buying? 
I, I, I think that's a reasonable statement. So I would say be careful because there are times where it, it costs more to get the oil out of the ground than they were selling it, and they're going to have ebbs and flows. All right. Any other uh, comments from anybody else? Yeah, uh, yep. There was, there was one about um, the infanticide bill from California. I, I got that this morning. And um, I, I that means killing babies after they're born. Right? Exactly. And, and I saw it and I saw it like five minutes before we went on the air. But it's from Natural News. It wasn't from Fox or CNN or mm-hmm. anything. So if you fact check it, they're saying it's, it's, it's um, actually not true. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay. uh, that's not from a legitimate source. All right. And then the other one talking about, um, and we can kind of dovetail into guns. Says the state of Rhode Island is now creating a privileged class of citizen by exempting retired police from the so-called high-capacity magazine ban. Work for the crown and receive special rights and privilege not extended to others after retirement. This is unconstitutional. Um, you know, people know I like Peter Narona. We've been friends for a long time. But just because we're friends doesn't mean I don't disagree with him. I think he's dead wrong about this entire gun issue, and it is unconstitutional. And it is lack of respect for the Second Amendment, and there are many, many prosecutors who are not even enforcing the laws on the books. So having taking guns away from law-abiding citizens and making them turn the gun in is just going to be th- overthrown, if not by the Rhode Island Supreme Court, uh, by the U.S. Supreme Court. You cannot take away gun rights from 18 to 21, 18, 19, 20-year-olds, and there are other high-capacity magazines have also been thrown away, too. So... I'm disappointed bitterly uh, in the entire Rhode Island General Assembly. I think they're all wrong. And kudos. I noticed that the people in Northern Ireland, the representatives and senators, uh, except for Melissa Murray, uh, voted this down. Peter Nerona is a nice guy, personable. But like the other four elected officials, from the governor to the lieutenant governor to the secretary of state to the treasurer to the attorney general, they're all liberals. And if you are a conservative... Uh, that's why uh, they don't make any sense to you and me. Yeah, and, and, and again, there, there is no politician out there who I'm going to agree with everything. And, um, you know, I, I think this entire fiasco of gun grabbing by Rhode Island is, is, is a problem, and it, it doesn't make any sense. I think we should all agree that if we're going to make it very difficult to get into a building because you— in the big city because you got to go through inspection make sure that our children at least is protected by that and we should have armed security people trained protecting our children and in my political analysis statement before we hit the phones again if rhode islanders have a stomach for a conservative view they will elect a u.s congressman from the second congressional district because that's exactly what it boils down to in November, when you go to the polls, you may have a Seth magazine, and most likely he'll survive the primary. And most likely you'll have a um, Alan Fung, and he'll have to survive a primary too. And if those two guys are on the ballot, uh, night and day, day and night, remember that song? <laughs> oh, absolutely. You are the one. Anyway, <laughs> which one will it be? There will be a good test of the Rhode Island mentality and how they handled high gas prices and how they handled uh, all the craziness that is going on out there. Before, uh, comment on, there's another guy who, who I like a lot, and I agree, but I'm not afraid to disagree. If I was to be a voter in the 2nd Congressional District, there's no way I would vote for the Democrat because they, that person is going to be in the minority. Mm-hmm. With the, there's, I, I forget. I'll have to look it up for, for the next couple of weeks. But it, it's in the high 90s, the probability of the Republicans taking the House. Why, why have a minority in there? Is it in the 90s that uh, Alan Fung would win that House seat instead of uh, Seth Magaziner, in your opinion? Or do you think he's got a good shot at it? Oh, oh no, Fung has a good shot at it. It's going to be neck and neck. If I mm-hmm. had to guess, it's good. I think it'd be 45-55 one way or the other. But sure. what I'm saying is, and I think mm-hmm. I said it clumsily, is that I would always support the Republican because they're going to be able to get stuff done for Rhode Island. There's, there's, there's a very small yeah. chance that the Democrats are going to keep the House. No, you, you, uh, you expressed yourself well. Let's take a couple more calls on some commercials. Hello there. What's your view? Um, good morning. I should make to make a couple comments, please. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't sure I was connected at first. You are connected. Um, I am connected. You know, you, you were talking earlier about 
how crazy this whole administration in Washington has been and how it seems to be off course. It reminds me of being in the car with someone who's decided to go to the local grocery store and they've taken the wrong turn and now we're halfway to New Hampshire and you're screaming at them, turn the car around, just change course go a different direction and they just refuse <laughs> to do so we've all been with someone like that in the car and nobody's listening and by the time you're done you're in new hampshire and then nearly into maine so you know i i just think that that's part of what's going on it's like i'm not listening to you because um your viewpoint doesn't count and i think that's the bottom crux of the whole matter is it doesn't matter whether anybody's making any sense they're not going to listen to us no matter how loudly we scream so it doesn't make sense to scream you might as well speak softly because you'll save your vocal cords and carry a big stick right well speak yes. softly uh, yeah. roosevelt <laughs> yeah exactly but but you know the, and then you know you were talking about the possibility of Alan Fung winning again. Well, if he puts his name into the fortune cookies like he did the last time, he may have a good chance. So anyway, that's all I wanted to say. You have a good day. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. And this button here. Your comments, please, on the Upfront program. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Hi. How are you doing? We're good. Excellent. Question. Uh, I, it was mentioned of eight to uh, $10 gasoline possibly in California in time. Mm-hmm. They're... Um, Arranging the uh, pump so it can handle uh, $10 gas, right? Yes. Uh, Chris, I'm wondering, if we actually get up to 8 to $10 uh, gallon gasoline in the United States, what would our country look like uh, financially and culturally? Myself, I think it would be chaos. Well, I, I, oh, those of us who are old enough can remember what happened in the 1970s with the oil embargo. Uh, where you uh, they had gas rationing and I think it was odd plates and even plates and we survived that but it was extremely extremely painful and what what they understand is Biden is, is you know I hate you know I want to respect the president but he, he's he's a dumb guy how he got to be president is beyond me um, but you you give people money and say it's changed lives we gave fourteen hundred dollars we gave this money we gave that money but then we take it away so if people on the low income and they want to show up to work and they're paying eight to ten dollars uh a gallon that that is awful that's money that's not going to go elsewhere so and heating oil that's that's even a problem people have to make a decision between food and heating oil very very un-american i think i think back to the old joke that Ronald Reagan used to say about Russia. So there was a guy who was ordering a car, and he's talking to the dealer. The dealer said it's going to come in May 2nd, 2029. It's going to be five years from now. That's when you're going to get your car. So the guy talks to the dealer. He says, is it morning or afternoon? He goes, what difference does it make? It's five years from now. He goes, no, the plumber's coming in the morning. You know, that's, that's the direction that America is heading in. And you know, Roger announced it this morning that new car sales are down. Well, they're down because you can't get them. I'm going by dealerships that, that don't have any cars, and it's just very unusual. I'm, 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 I'm terrified. I love to go to the dealership, look at four cars, and pick out the one I want. To order it online is is, giving, is making me nauseous. This is not America that I grew up in, and we need to change course very quickly. Thank you. Right. It's, and it's changing so fast. Yes. Yep. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. All right. Honey Shop here in Woonsocket, 1300 Park Avenue. Gourmet foods. Health foods. Natural remedies. A lot of things that we uh, we sell are made right here at the, the Honey Shop, 1300 Park Avenue in Woonsocket. The other thing I wanted to mention is they, they do classes, and um, you can do what I do. Uh, go on Facebook and see what's new at the Honey Shop. Right now, coming up in July, Friday, July 22nd at the Honey Shop, it's our uh, Tuscany class. What is that? Well, uh, it's a tour of Tuscany. Uh, we'll begin by making a delicious salad made from fresh garden tomatoes. And then we'll have some toasted Italian bread, veggies, 
tossed with uh, an aged balsamic and olive oil. And then on to pizza, sun-dried tomatoes. I love those. Uh, risotto, spaghetti, um, carbonara, and then ending with a gelato or gelato ice cream, right? Uh, and complimentary wine and sampling. You've got to be 21 and above to participate. And tickets are non-refundable. This is going to be a great experience, and you can enjoy it at the Honey Shop. Want more information on the uh, Tuscany, uh, uh, I'd call it Tuscany night because it's been 6 to 8 o'clock on Friday, July 22nd. Give the uh, Honey Shop uh, a call and uh, book into this class, 766-1488-766-1488. Thank you for the Honey Shop. Let's meet for lunch or dinner at the Roast House. Their menu offers something for everyone. Seafood and chicken, roasts, steaks, and chops. Appetizers and their rotation of the heartiest soups in the area. Open Sunday through Thursday, 1130 to 9. Friday and Saturday, 1130 to 10 p.m. Now, here are some of the delicious choices awaiting you at the Roast House. All right, the uh, Roast House uh, luncheon menu. I'm only going to take one item, and that's the corn beef sub-melt. It's on the luncheon menu at $11.99. This is a great sandwich. Corned beef sliced thin and then grilled with peppers and onions and mushrooms on a sub roll. Honey mustard is in there, topped with a Swiss cheese, and then baked. And uh, then your choice of uh, whatever side you want. As I mentioned uh, ad nauseum here, uh, I always have coleslaw. I love coleslaw, and they make it every day homemade. At the Roast House, the Roast House for lunch. We're going to check in with the uh, CPA firm of K. Akasha, Winsocket, Warwick, and then we'll uh, have more of the Upfront program. K. Akasha, your accounting, financial planning, tax preparation, and business consulting services of Winsocket and Warwick. 600 Cass Avenue, Winsocket, Jefferson Boulevard, and Warwick. Call us locally at 766-8100. Remember, outside of the tax season, we do planning for business, individuals, and families. We're K. Akasha. We're certified public accountants. Again, our local number, 766 And remember, having Kay or Kasha to consult with on your personal financial situation is like having all the right answers. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. All right. Uh, We're back to the panel. The panel is uh, Roger. Uh, That's me, uh, Chris over there. Uh, before we grab another call, how about another thought, Chris? Yes, just thinking about inflation, and, and it, it really struck me between the eyes this week. Um, regular listeners know I love golf. I love to play it. I love to watch it at the highest levels. And the first golf tournament I went to was the 1988 U.S. Open in Brookline, Massachusetts, which is where they're playing today. And at the last minute, my brother's friend had a couple of tickets, their ground seats, and I purchased from him from for face value, and they were twenty dollars each. And uh, if you want to go to the grounds right now in Brookline to see the same tournament years later, they're four hundred fifty dollars a piece. So I saw that and I went, "Wow, that's why we save. That's why we invest because inflation now is getting a." a, a a lot of attention and as as it should but even two to three percent a year can really wipe things out but twenty dollars for those tickets in 1988 um and i remember the remember being there vividly they're now 450 dollars at each and then a lot of people send me um uh, advertisements that were in the Winsocket call like from a million years ago you know and and you can see where things go like eggs 12 cents a dozen you know <laughs> Yeah, it was a few years back. Let's press another button here on the Upfront program. What would you like to comment on today? Uh, uh, Good morning there, men. Good morning. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I have to apologize. That's presumptuous of me to think that you all assign yourselves as males, even though that your names (laughs) reflect that way. So I apologize for that, just in case you don't. Here we go. But, uh... Uh, as, as far as the uh, the whole gun legislation and stuff like that, I just want to give you a perspective of how serious these people really are not when it comes to crime. There's one rep up there, Rep Knight. Every single year he, he submits the anti-gun legislation trying to take guns away from law-abiding citizens. 
But in his day job, okay, he's a criminal defense attorney. And up until recently, on his website, he advertised that he was getting gangbangers off for gun charges, domestic assaults, all these people that would ordinarily get in trouble for gun-related violence. He's defending them, making deals with the attorney general to not charge them with the gun crimes, okay? Gets them off, sends them back out on the street. That's in his day job. And then he goes to work at night at the state house and creates bills to take guns away from law-abiding citizens. Wouldn't that make so, sense, though? I mean, if that's what he's doing during the day, why wouldn't he continue that legacy at night? To me, the, the two are not as contradictory as you say they are. But then he gets up there and he says he wants to protect the people from the gun violence when he's letting and getting the perpetrators of gun violence off in his day job. So there's hypocrisy at the 10th power there, in my opinion. And then as far as natural news, that's not a legitimate news source. Well, you'd have to define legitimate news source. And if you put ABC, NBC, and CBS into that category, then I think you read need to redefine the term legitimate. Well, let, 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 me, let, me, let me rephrase it. You would expect a story like that to be picked up by multiple news sources, and that's the only one who picked it up. So before I was going to go out and comment and say how terrible it was, <laughs> I want to make sure it actually happened. So you would think it, it would be on you know, four or five different sources in today's yeah. 24 news cycle. We want three or four more okay, sources. that's fair. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll yeah. give it a little time, but yeah. give it some time, it'll appear. And and maybe before, not on those networks, because yeah. they may support yeah. that agenda, yeah. and, and they we'll might be, not talk about it, but and, other sources will be discussing yeah. it. And we'll be right back here uh, uh, validating that, that's yeah. for sure. And before, right. before you leave, talking about all the gun laws, um, they're difficult to keep up with, and for me, anything that has Rep Chippendale's on, name on it is probably common sense gun law, and anything that he's against is probably anti-American. So I look for his name and then I read it. And uh, But he's doing uh, yeoman work down there to try to protect the rights of uh, Red Islanders. Appreciate Thanks for the call. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Do we have time for one more call here? Absolutely. All right, one more call and then some comments. All right. Uh, hello there. What do you want to say on the upfront program? Oh, good morning. I have a comment to mainly, I guess, Mr. Belay. You said... This is right here. Good morning. Good morning. Recently, that uh, I think the statement was that, that we want to make sure all we can do is we make sure that we have fair and free elections. And we're going to speak about that with uh, Secretary of State Friday. You said something akin to that, correct? That is correct. Okay. <sighs> I don't know where to begin. What do you What do you think about What do you think about the the election law that was just passed in Rhode Island? signed by the governor, I, I, I think a week ago, Wednesday, we're going to do the same COVID strategy in this year's election that we did a couple of years ago. Oh, no, uh, yeah. no witnesses, no signatures. You sign with an X and send it in the mail. 50, 60% of the elections decided before election day. Oh, I'm, I'm terribly disappointed. And the first thing that occurs to me is that we need a strong attorney general. If you, in fact, violate election laws, I won't use the word treason, treason but it's, it's, it's pretty bad. And we've got to put people in jail who are, who are perpetrating election fraud. That would be the first thought. But, no, I was extremely disappointed. And, and it's a step backwards for sure. Now, are you on with her tomorrow? I am not. No. No, Mr. Weakling is. Yeah, I know. I'm saying, <laughs> how, how are you going to really question her tonight? You're going to get ah. callers, but if the callers get, if the, I did think if the callers get too, too direct, they wouldn't be welcome. Um, I, I don't know. No, well, no, I mean, we, we no, I, we, no. I, I, I would. I think I can kind of speak for the station here. If people are respectful yeah. and they ask direct questions and don't. Uh, pontificate and go in circles is fine. I think there are questions that uh, Roger's going to ask about some of the changes that uh, were, were made in the election law in 2014 when Nellie was running. Um, she, she, she laughed and said the, those things that would hurt the integrity of the election. So, Red, and Roger and, I, and all three of us, we haven't really moved far to the right. They've just moved further and further to the left, where in fact, oh, yeah. eight years later, they're contradicting themselves and we don't forget. You won't believe this one. I've moved a little more to the left than my older age. I'm still to the right. Don't get me wrong. But I have a different view of life now than I did 20, 25 years ago. I'm more compassionate with people. I'm more giving. I'm more, I'm more forgiving. I, I think I've changed my views to the left. 
Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think compassionate is 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 uh, uh, contrary to conservative. I just think conservative. We want people to work. You work. You work yourself for your life, and you got what you have. And uh, you know, you don't want free free things handed out to folks. That's yeah, that's, that's what true. I'm thinking. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, I just well, here's, let me sum it up. I'll give it one thirty seconds here, and I'm done. And I'm sure you're going to disagree, but I think I've come to a conclusion in my own mind, and I know other people have. That this election is a farce in Rhode Island. They're using the COVID scenario already all over again. It's already been passed. It's already been signed into law. You can tell you don't like it. You can say, oh, we want to make sure we arrest people that cheat. You can do all of that. The election in Rhode Island is a folly. I'm not partaking in a folly. I'm out of it. Before we let you go, got a yes, very sir. serious question here. Yes, sir. Are the Celtics going to do it? Uh, well, I'm discouraged by the South. I, I hope... Let's use the word that they use uh, and that I don't like when they use it. I hope so. Okay. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much, sir. Goodbye, Red. So, you know, when you have guests on the program, uh, you can be combative with them. You'll never have them again. You know, I think that is the simple rule in the broadcasting business. So we have some uh, people uh, that um, would call a talk show in the way that they would address any politician that they didn't like, Republican or Democrat or Independent or whatever, uh, they would get one shot at them. And then, um, and then that ends their radio career in terms of uh, getting an interview. So we try to be cordial. We try to be non-combative. And if you have a, a direct question, just email it in. And I'll read it as, as it is, you know, as long as um, the language is... Uh, proper and so forth and if you don't uh, like uh, the style then um i'm sorry but uh, that's my my style i'm an older guy and um uh, i'm stuck with it you you would think she'd want to be up here because this is the backyard of, of dan mm-hmm. how many times has dan been yeah. here a hundred times yeah. over his yeah. career over right plus so, she has relatives in the area here too okay yeah anyway she's gonna be here tomorrow whether you like it or not, or whether you like the way I handle uh, the interview or not, um, but I'll do my best. And uh, when I go home, I'll still have a cup of coffee. <laughs> All right. Any closing words, Mr. Um, Mr. Uh, co-host on this Thursday? I, I guess I'll give it the attention and uh, time that it deserves. The one six twenty hearings uh, a FOSS by the Democrats. Yeah. It's not really a hearing. There's, there's no Republican retort. It's a joke. People aren't watching it and um, it's going to backfire on the Democrats. Alright, you're going to be away next week. Yes. And then uh, then you better be get back to a regular schedule here or I'm going to have to talk to you, uh, to your uh, administrator. You bet. Whatever that is. <laughs> have a good day from the upfront program for uh, Roger and Chris. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow with the Nelly, maybe. Huh? This has been WNRI's Upfront. Presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380 WNRI Woonsocket. WNRI Woonsocket. W260 DC. Oh.